everybody. Welcome to the Four Pillar Fitness Podcast. I'm Coach Phil Houston, and I've got some good stuff for you today. Uh, first, a little bit of housekeeping and a quick word from our sponsor. If you're listening to us on iTunes, uh, do me a favor, drop us a five-star rating. Let other folks know there's some value here as well. Um, and if you're looking to find me, I'm, I can be found on Instagram at Coach Phil Houston. It's H-U-E-S-T-O-N. On Twitter, at Phil Houston, also H-U-E-S-T-O-N. And at my website, CoachPhilHouston.com. Now, a quick word from our sponsor, and then on with the show. Hey, gang, welcome to the Four Pillar Fitness Podcast. This is Coach Phil Houston. I am your host, and I'm happy to be here with you today. Uh, before we get to today's topic, eight essential reasons to drink, to drink water like your life depends on it, uh, let's do a little housekeeping first. If you're listening to me on iTunes, please, uh, if you like what you hear, drop me a five-star rating, leave me a comment, ask some questions, let me know what's going on for you, uh, how I can help you, or let people know there's some, some value here if you felt that there was. Um, and you can always, as always, you can reach me through uh, Instagram at Coach Phil Houston, spell the last name right, H-U-E-S-T-O-N, uh, or on my website, CoachPhilHouston.wordpress.com. Again, make sure you spell that last name right, H-U-E-S-T-O-N. Now, on to today's show. Uh, eight essential reasons to drink water like your life depends on it, because it does, right? Water is quite literally essential. Without it, life is over. It's done kaput. I mean, try going without it for even a day. Really tough to do probably why the word drought has such impact on people. Uh, people living in drought-stricken areas are already acutely aware of how essential water is and how hard life gets without enough. But for most people, water is plentiful and affordable. For those folks, there's no excuse not to drink enough water. But here's eight essential reasons to drink it like your life depends on it, because in truth, it actually does depend on it. Number one, water aids in weight loss, fat loss, and improvement of your physique. Even though water has no calories and therefore provides no energy, it's an essential macronutrient just like carbohydrates, proteins, and fats. Uh, water can also help boost your metabolic rate even when you're not working out or active. In several studies, drinking just half a liter of water at 17 ounces was shown to boost the metabolic rate, which is the rate at which your body burns calories, by 24 to 30%. This increased metabolism lasted for up to an hour and a half, one and a half hours. Interestingly, interestingly enough, the metabolic effects seem to be increased by drinking cold water, this is likely because your body needs to burn extra calories to raise the water temperature to match your body temperature. Uh, water also makes you feel full. If you ever chugged a bottle of it, you already know this. But studies have shown that people who drink water before a meal lose weight faster than those who don't. They eat less because they already feel full. And that just simply makes sense. The timing of that water consumption, consumption seems to matter as well. Those who consume their water about 30 minutes or so before their meals had better weight loss results than others like them, again, proven by a study. Uh, another study showed that dieters on a 12-week diet who drank half a liter of water prior to their meals lost a whopping 44%, 44% more weight during the period than those in the control group. Um, that's pretty interesting, right? So they timed it right, and they drank, drank that half a liter, kind of like seemed to be a magic formula there. Uh, no such thing, guys, but I'm just saying. Water may also be a useful weapon in the battle against childhood obesity. Encouraging kids to drink more water can help prevent them from becoming obese, according to several studies. One school, featured in a recent study, worked to reduce obesity rates in a pretty unique way. They installed more water fountains in 17 schools. Then, I'm sorry, in one school system, my apologies. In 17 schools. Then they provided lessons in class for second and third graders about water consumption. After just one year, Obesity risk had been reduced by 31% in the schools where the water intake was successfully increased. So a pretty interesting idea there. Uh, great way to, just a really simple way to help us keep our kids lean and keep them healthy. Number two, water aids digestion. It boosts nutri nutrient absorption and helps prevent constipation. 
Drinking water before, during, and after your meals gives your body a boost breaking down the food you consume more smoothly. You get more effective digestion and your body gets more nutrients. Water helps your body more effectively break down and absorb the vitamins and minerals from your food. For example, water is critical to the absorption and distribution in the body of eight B vitamins and vitamin C. Since there's a broad spectrum of bodily functions regulated and influenced by these micro, important micronutrients, that's just one more reason to get enough water. Digestion-wise, water helps kind of flush us out, right? It binds with fiber in the large intestine, increasing stool volume, reducing the amount of time needed to move waste through, and easing elimination. That takes a lot of stress off your system and keeps you healthier and happier, for sure. Water also eases the load on your kidneys by keeping them operating at optimal levels to remove waste, control blood pressure, and maintain our fluid balance. As it relates to constipation, ew, insufficient water consumption may increase your risk of backing up the plumbing, especially if you're young or elderly. If it's too late and you're already constipated, carbonated water has been shown to help. Listen, it's not Rotor-Rooter, but it may help. Number three, water helps you perform better. Adequate water during and after exercise can reduce the oxidative stress of high-intensity exercise. When muscle tissue receives adequate amounts of water, it repairs better and flushes out waste more effectively. Losing a mere 2% of the water in your body can produce a noticeable impact on your physical performance. Again, that's backed up by studies. Athletes lose considerably more than that during typical games or practices. Depending on the sport or conditions, and conditions, water loss of up to 6 to 10% of total water weight are common. According to one study, such losses can reduce strength by 2% or more, power by as much as 6% or more, and high-intensity endurance by as much as 10% or more. You get reductions in strength, power, and high-intensity endurance, you're going to definitely negatively affect your performance. Distance runners and other endurance athletes, along with athletes in sports like soccer and lacrosse, where athletes tend to keep moving and get few breaks, can suffer greatly from dehydration. The negative impact of this dehydration can be measured in blood and urine even five days later. Wrestlers are prone to dehydration as well, with a negative effect of weight reduction added to the problems caused by the high levels of training activity. Dehydration makes athletes, I'm sorry, impacts athletes by driving up fatigue levels, killing motivation, and reducing cognitive ability. And that makes their training sessions feel like the Bataan death march, both physically and mentally. And that can even impair body temperature control. And that's, that's, we don't, we don't want to have body temperature dysregulation, that's for sure. Uh, it can even cause headaches, disruption to the kidneys, and even altered cardiac function. Number four, water improves energy levels, improves mood, and boosts brain power. Dehydration causes problems in the di digestive system, as we've already covered. This can lead to altered breakdown of fat as fuel, as well as impairment of the dis distribution of glucose to muscle and other, other tissue. Most acutely, Dehydration can lead to the release of vasopressin, a hormone which triggers your kidneys to retain water. That reduces the fluidity of your blood, thereby increasing the blood sugar saturation and leading to hyperglycemia or elevated blood sugar. It's one of the reasons why people who are very dehydrated tend to shake and have problems with energy levels. That this can cause fluctuations in energy levels for sure, along with a string of other undesirable effects. As if all that isn't enough, dehydration can actually cause plastic changes in the brain and impair its cognitive efficiency, at least in the short term. When you're dehydrated, you need more brain resources and neuronal, out and neuronal output to complete tasks like planning and visuospatial processing. Dehydration of just 2% of water appears, body water appears to lead to impairment of attention 
psychomotor and immediate memory skills, along with the assessment of one's subjective state. One study even found that drinking water during exams led to better test scores. Kind of cool, huh? Water has an impact on mood, too. The sound of bubbling water was rated as the most pleasant sound we can hear by participants of one study. I don't know about that. I, I think I kind of like the idea of hearing, uh, hey, Phil, you were right. It's not a bad thing. I'm kind of like Lyle McDonald that way, I guess. Another study documented the therapeutic effects of the sound of flowing water. Since hormones like dopamine, adrenaline, and noradrenaline are water-soluble hormones, it stands to reason that dehydration would cause dysregulation of these hormones, which would alter our responses to everyday events. In fact, one study showed that fluid loss of just 1.59% negatively affected working memory and drove up feelings of anxiety and fatigue. Another study showed degraded mood, headaches, lower concentration, and increased perception of task difficulty as a result of losing just 1.36% of body fluid um, by de through dehydration. Number five, drinking enough water seems to contribute to better heart health. One study showed that men who drank five or more eight ounce glasses of water a day reduced their risk of cardiovascular incident by over 50%. That's significant. Women in the study drinking five or more eight ounce glasses a day saw a reduced cardiovascular risk of over 40%. Number six, getting enough hydration help, may help prevent and treat headaches and prevent hangovers. Hey, you college kids and you adults who like to party, listen up. Headaches and even migraines can be triggered by dehydration in some people. Some studies have shown that water can help relieve headaches, especially among people who are dehydrated. One small study found that water couldn't reduce the frequency of headaches but could reduce the duration and intensity to some degree. When it comes to hangovers, listen up party animals, it's no surprise that drinking more water can help. Alcohol is a significant diuretic. It actually makes you lose more water than you ingest. This is obviously a short road to dehydration. Anyone who's had a hangover, anyone, can tell you that dehydration is not the principal cause of hangovers or even the worst symptom in most cases. It can, however, cause or worsen symptoms like fatigue, headaches, and dry mouth. One quote-unquote old bartender's remedy for hangovers is to drink a glass of water between drinks and to have a glass before bed. Unlike many anecdotal treatments and preventives, this one actually works. It does seem to reduce the severity and duration of hangovers, or uh, so I've heard. Anyway, uh, number seven, water can help prevent kidney stones and urinary tract infections, or UTIs. A recent study published in the Journal of the American Medical Association revealed some pretty astonishing correlations between drinking enough water and reducing the incidence of UTIs. So especially for you women, this is something you'll probably want to listen, listen up to. Uh, men tend to get these less than women do. Uh, it can be fairly frequent for some women, and some women get them a lot, and they can be incredibly painful. This study was a randomized 12-month study of 140 premenopausal women. They were divided into two groups. The water group added 1.5 liters of water to their normal daily fluid intake. The control group changed nothing. The water group saw their mean number of UTIs drop from 3.3 the previous year to 1.7 in the study year. That's a nearly 50% reduction over the control group. And additionally, the water group saw the time between UTIs increase to 142 days, 142.8 days to be exact, versus 84.4 days for the control group. So for those of you keeping score at home, um, that's, a, a, that's almost double the length of time between UTIs. It's, pretty, it's a pretty good deal. This is a really well-designed study, too, with some really impressive results. With regard to urinary tract infections, let's hear it for water, baby. 
While there's limited evidence that increased water intake can prevent kidney stones from returning in people who've already had them, it makes sense that adequate water intake may reduce the risk of getting them in the first place. Urinary or kidney stones result from the concentration of minerals and fluid passing through the kidneys. Increased water intake would dilute this concentration, making it less likely that those minerals would accumulate in the kidneys and form stones in the first place. So water may help prevent the formation of stones in the kidneys, but without research to confirm this, it's purely anecdotal. Number eight, the final reason that you need to drink more water is simple and really a no-brainer. The human body is about 60% water. So no water, no body, so to speak. You ain't got no water, you ain't got no body, all right? Uh, so how much water should you drink each day? That's a good question, and it's a subject of all kinds of arguing here in the fitness sphere. There is no universally perfect amount of water to drink each day. Listen to me again, boys and girls. There is no universally perfect amount of water to drink each day. Each of us will, will require, excuse me, easy for me to say, will require a different daily intake based on our weight, our activity level, and our diet. Other factors such as any medications we take or the humidity levels or weather in our location also play a role in determining adequate water intake to avoid dehydration and stay healthy. Now, the National Academy of Sciences has stated that women who appear to be adequately hydrated consume an average of 2.7 liters or 91 ounces of total water from all beverages and foods each day, and men who also appear to be adequately hydrated average approximately 3.7 liters or 125 ounces daily. That's nearly a gallon, guys, for, for you guys, all right? Uh, I've always advised my clients to aim for two-thirds of an ounce per pound of body weight per day. So a 150-pound woman would drink 100 ounces, while a 200-pound man would drink about 134 ounces. As mentioned earlier, this would fluctuate based on conditions and activity. The real bottom line for how much water to drink is to avoid getting thirsty if possible. The old maxim is mostly true. If you're thirsty, you're already dehydrated. Thirst is what we call a trailing symptom of dehydration as well as a warning sign. So when it comes to uh, staying, you know, drinking your water, when it comes to uh, staying healthy, staying strong and mentally sharp, I want you to ignore the advice of the most, of the most interesting man on earth. Don't, don't stay thirsty, my friends. This has been the Four Pillar Fitness Podcast. I am Coach Phil Houston. And again, you can reach me on, at, on Instagram at CoachPhilHouston.com to spell the last name right, H-U-E-S-T-O-N, um, through my website, CoachPhilHouston at, uh, sorry, .wordpress.com. Uh, again, spell the last name right, H-U-E-S-T-O-N. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today, the Four Pillar Fitness Podcast. And as always, keep the faith and keep after it. Mm -hmm.